You don't have to wait till you're in your car to hear what Cap and Jay Hood are talking about. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Good morning and welcome in to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Jay Hood. My partner Cap is off today on Cap and Jay Hood. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is the phone number. Hope that you're going to have a great 4th of July weekend. Man, we got so much to discuss here, and uh, still to come, we're going to hear from Stacey King in our next segment. Stacey King, uh, color analyst for the Bulls, will join us to talk about the Bulls and NBA free agency. Also, we'll have our Friday folder open. We've got some things we didn't get to amazingly this week. Uh, we'll have that, and also Tracy Butler with our weekend weather, all part of our 9 o'clock hour here on ESPN 1000. But plenty of time for you to chime in on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Thank you very much for keeping the conversation going on Twitch, guys, always. Not just today, always. Thank you guys on Twitch for hooking us up and uh, with the convo there. And, of course, at ESPN 1000 on Twitter uh, for your thoughts on the things we're talking about this morning. So the word is continuity. Do you believe now what Arturis Karnaschova said? He says it's about continuity for this upcoming season. The last two years, we, you know, we built, you know, the way you can build your roster is three ways, right? Through your trades, via free agency, and uh, and the draft. And I think we uh, tapping into all three of them. Uh, and you know, and during the draft, you just keep adding talent, um, which we did. And uh, continuity, yes, because this group has been here only since October. Uh, so we're still trying to get used to how to, you know, how to play with each other. I think, um, you know, start of the season last year, it was really, really positive and exactly how we want to play. Uh, but, you know, goals uh, in September, obviously all roster to be healthy and uh, ready for the season. So this is what he said earlier about continuity, saying that Zach Levine, if he resigns, DeMar DeRozan, Nick Vucevic, Patrick Williams, Lonzo Ball, when they all return, it's all about continuity, adding on to what you already have. I've been telling you that for days. I've been telling you that for weeks here on Cap and J Hood that Karnaschovas is going to keep the core intact. Unless there's some blockbuster deal in which there's going to be some super duper star coming in here. If if the Bulls are going to mortgage their future, they could do that, but they're not trying to do that. When we talk Bulls basketball together, I've been telling you that this is what's going to happen. And so now free agency happens yesterday and people are surprised. I can't believe we didn't get Bradley Beal. I can't believe we didn't get Kevin Durant. What happened? How come? Here's how you feel. I'll tell you how you feel. Some of you. Bulls fans feel like, wait, all this free agent flurry, all these names, how come the Bulls are not involved in that? Well, the reason why is because this team compiled the worst record in the NBA over the previous four seasons, and they finished with 46 wins. If you remember last year, the ebb and flow of last year, what you remember is, is that there was a Bulls team that was playing well because you had a healthy Lonzo Ball. You had um, some health on this team with a, a healthy Alex Caruso at, at one point, and the team was playing well. As a matter of fact, for a while, the Bulls were the number one team in the East. There was a quirk in the schedule, and they were beating quality teams on the road trip. Quality teams. Some of the stars were off of those teams. It doesn't matter. You still were able to secure and earn victories. Then all of a sudden, 
injuries started to occur with uh, Lonzo Ball. And you started to see the defense on a decline. A lot of COVID in there as well. Zach Levine in and out of the lineup. And the thing that was steady, the thing that you really knew about Bulls basketball is that DeMar DeRozan was steady. When DeMar DeRozan was in there, it's almost like the Bulls part of the Red Sea. They said, okay, DeMar's got it going. He's getting the mid-range going. And that was great. Mid-range is awesome. But when there's threes falling on the other side of the floor, that was a problem for the Bulls because they were not great defensively. Now, so what did the Bulls do last night? Well, they picked up a veteran big man in Andre Drummond. And I saw that come across my phone, and I go, well, here's a guy in the autumn of his career, serviceable and experienced. But is he a guy that's a difference maker at the rim? Not like he might have used to be. Maybe he used to be, but not necessarily right now. I know the pulse of what's going on here. You see these free agents and you say, where's the big splash from the Bulls? It's not going to happen. I heard what Art Carney had to say about the Bulls' main objective, and that's trying to sign Zach Levine. And that's still the case. But here we are this morning at 9.05, and Zach Levine's still not signed. Now, again, it is free agency. You never know what can happen. Like what happened with Kevin Durant and what we've heard about Kyrie Irving, which we'll talk about in just a second. But I just look at this with the Bulls, and my concerns are the same. The Bulls still need a quality big guy, and I don't know if Drummond really fills the bill. I think it fills the bill financially for the Bulls. But as far as action, what's better, Tristan Thompson or Andre Drummond? Seriously. Because here's what we know about Vucevic, and my friend Sylvie and I disagree with this. Sylvie believes that Vucevic was a bum, did not play well enough. He actually blames uh, Vucevic for some of the Bulls' downfall defensively. Okay, he gets some of it, but not all of it. I don't believe in saying that Vucevic is the whipping boy. I like a versatile big, and that's exactly what Vucevic is. He's got to shoot the ball better from three. We saw at the end of the regular season in the playoffs, he didn't shoot the ball well. That's got to get better. There's no doubt about that. But the idea that he's the reason why or the major reason why the Bulls um, underachieved, that's not the case. Injuries are the reason why they underachieved. Uh, relying solely on DeMar DeRozan's twos was one of the reasons why they underachieved. And also, I don't know, talent. There was no Giannis. There's no Embiid. There is no uh, Tatum and Brown on this Bulls team that can make a difference to push them into higher heights in the playoffs. So it's still about a backup big for me. It's still about injuries, too, like Lonzo Ball. It's very quiet. You haven't heard anything in the Lonzo Ball camp about what's going on. When Lonzo Ball was out of the lineup for the Bulls, the Bulls went 19-23 and 23 and saw a steep decline on the defensive end. They slid to 26th in defensive efficiency with both players sideline, along with uh, Caruso. And so they definitely were not a factor defensively. Now back to Zach Levine. If Zach Levine does sign a five-year, 220, let's see, $212 million contract, $36 million this upcoming season, then 39.5, 42.5. 45.4 and then 48.3 million on the back end of that five year deal. He deserves to be paid. There's no doubt about that. But the question is does he want to come back to Chicago? I think he does. I think that this is the spot where he can be the face of the team, unless he's willing to take less and be part of an already successful team, which could be the case. It could be the case. It's NBA free agency. Anything could happen. Woj could drop that bomb and says he's a son. Uh, who, who knows? Because players are their own entity. They're their own business. LeVar Ball, 
was interviewed by Cap. And you take what LeVar Ball says with a grain of salt, right? But he drops this nugget about a couple of months ago regarding free agency and Zach Levine. Does Levine want to be a bull? You are very, very smart. And you, I'm, I'm going to tell you like I told him. He's gone. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay, it started off Zach Levine, Zach Levine, Zach Levine. Okay, now you get hurt, a few things happen, and guess who's doing all the big plays? All I hear is DeMar. Right. DeMar, DeMar, DeMar. He don't want to play second fiddle, and who don't want to go to L.A.? He want to go back to the West Coast. He'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm from, I think he's from the West Coast. Seattle? Washington? Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, he, he'd rather, if he got a chance to go there, I guarantee you he ain't no fool because he like this. I'm in L.A. even when I get paid. I know I can do some commercials or something. He's a good-looking good guy, light-skinned. They're going to they gonna love him in L.A. You get in Westwood. So they're going to offer him some money. Hey, he's going to go, hey, I'm going over there. <laughs> I mean, this is what LeVar Ball says, but could you imagine if he's right? Oh, my God. You'll never hear the end of it, right? I had the interview. LeVar told me, take that, all that, right, from my partner, Cap. <laughs> that wouldn't be so But for right now, and I'm checking my phone, I still don't see anything about Zach re-signing with the Bulls. We talk about this with Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000. So as we wait for Zach Levine to re-sign, and I believe that he will, but if he doesn't, I won't be surprised. It's sports after all. Also, the big news of the day is, is Kevin Durant wanting out of Brooklyn. Oh, my God. So here's how it goes. Kevin Durant's getting a lot of credit from Stephen A. Smith, and we're going to hear from Stephen in just a second. Get a lot of credit for bouncing on the Brooklyn Nets. It's free agent day. He woke up on the wrong side of the bed and was like, um, you know what? Kyrie just opted in. I'm going to opt out. He went right to the owner, Kevin Durant, and said, I want to be traded. Can you believe this? And he, in his demands, he says, I want to go to the Phoenix Suns. The same Kevin Durant that left Golden State the gravy train of Golden State. He could be winning six, seven, eight championships maybe with Golden State is the way this is going. But decided to leave because he didn't feel wanted. He felt slighted being part of Steph and Clay's team and Draymond's team and wanted to go to Brooklyn. He is responsible for this nonsense. The greatest collapse in sports history. All of those things come to fruition where it was all these egos with James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And look what happened. Look what, look, look what we have now. You have James Harden in Philly. You have got Kevin Durant that wants out. And Kyrie Irving who opted in, who actually wants to go to the Lakers. You know who was fed up yesterday? Brian Windhorst. He was fed up with all of it yesterday, right in the middle of all of this. But Stephen A. is applauding KD for leaving while he's still got a contract. Applauding him. I feel that Kyrie Irving ruined the franchise. I feel that all of this is his doing. If Kyrie Irving had shown up to work, if he had been a more consistent presence, then he'd still be in Brooklyn. KD would still want to be in Brooklyn. They probably might have won a championship or at least would have been knocking on the door again because we all know that Kyrie Irving is a spectacular talent. The fact of the matter is, is that when you hear, you all know it, you cover the league. I know he and everybody close to him wants to blame me as if I'm the only one talking about him instead of the entire NBA community. But that's okay. Everybody knows. 
goals, late practices, showing up when you want, leaving when you want, going to the locker room after the coach conducted a practice and pulling players out to bring them on the court and conduct your own practices, assuming that you know what, you are going to play a significant role in who is going to be on the front office, who's going to be on the roster, et cetera, et cetera. Instead of coming here to work every day and simply doing your job, it's something that became too drama filled Mm -hmm. to the point that in the media capital of the world with the media descending down upon you, they were looking at the Brooklyn Nets in a not so flattering fashion. And as a result, guys like Sean Marks was taking hits. Josiah was taking hits. Kevin Durant and his legacy was taking hits. So enough's enough. Everywhere you turn, what is there to say? So Sean Marks is saying, hell with all of that. I'm tired of all of these headaches, all the stuff they put me through. The worst thing I could possibly do is let Kevin Durant get away for little to nothing. I got to get the farm for Kevin Durant. Yep. And that is what Sean Marks is after. And all of this is because Kyrie Irving did the things that he did. And the franchise right now is up in flux because of the great Kyrie Irving. Just thinking about that. Stephen A. Smith talking about that yesterday. Kevin Durant is one of the great players that we've seen in the game. When you go to basketball reference, you see Kevin Durant. His career is linked to Kevin Garnett, Charles Barkley, Julius Irving, Larry Bird, Dirk Nowitzki, Bob Pettit, Tim Duncan, Dolph Shays, Adrian Dantley, and Carl Malone. That's how great he is. Some say he's the best player in the NBA today. You can make the argument. But yet he's just never satisfied. He lets Twitter eggs tell him what he needs to do. He's never satisfied. Now, for a guy that wanted to have his own place, now he wants to be on Chris Paul's team, on Devin Booker's team. Brian Windhorst was fed up yesterday. Check out this scenario. Tell me if this makes any sense. You know where KD is with the Nets. That is now over. We don't 100% know where KD is with Kyrie Irving. The league doesn't know. But it has been floated to me by executives that... I'm sorry, I'm loath to say it. I can't. I can't. Don't that do it. if they were be kept together, that, that the Lakers would potentially have a package that you could trade for both of them. Let's go! But, Richard. But, but we don't but we don't know. It's too it's too fragile. It's too fragile That's because we just don't know where KD and Kyrie are if they're still interested in together. But oh. it would take after seeing what happened when they were together. <laughs> almost no team almost no team with options would do it. But the Lakers don't have options. Mm. So that's the only place I heard it was possible. It. But Russ we don't have enough. Inf- we don't really have enough information to know. Unbelievable. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Katie and Kyrie, okay, we're not going to be in Brooklyn, but let's go to the Lakers to help LeBron. This is where the league is. That's why it's so unpredictable. More on the Bulls and NBA free agency with Stacey King. That's coming up next. It's Jay Hood on the Cap. 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 Jay Hood. Jay Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. It's Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad that you're aboard. Hope that you have a great 4th of July weekend. Uh, and his NBA free agency is crazy. We knew it w- would be, and we turn now to a three-time NBA champion, color analyst for the Chicago Bulls, part of the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, which is available now wherever you get your podcast. It is the great Stacey King joining me on Cap and J Hood. Good morning, Stacey. How you doing, man? 
Hey, what's going on, Jay? How you doing, brother? I'm doing very well. Um, that boy, day one of free agency. We knew it's going to be crazy, right? Some say that this is as good as the regular season in the playoffs. What happens with the drama with this, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's there's so many so many guys that are available, and then man, you know, you know, you, you go back to last year, and you know, the Bulls got caught with tampering, and Miami got caught with tampering, and you kind of wonder, like, man, how many teams are tampering this year? I mean, like one minute past uh, past the de- uh, past the start, like twenty people signed. I was like, wow, <laughs> right? That's not what happened that quick, right? Yeah, I mean, like within like five minutes, like twelve people got signed, and I was just like. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Like, how did how did they know they were going to make those deals? How you know how, what what went on to make those deals that quickly? I want to find out your thoughts about Zach Levine because obviously he hasn't signed just as of yet. At least it's not official. I, I, what did you see in Zach Levine when he first came a bull to where he is now? His growth, uh, tremendous growth. Uh, he went from a guy being the third option in Minnesota, uh, showing flashes, uh, was more of an athlete than. A complete player wasn't a complete player in Minnesota, but was showing you signs that, you know, given the opportunity, he could do a lot of things. He played a little point guard for Minnesota before he got hurt. Um, and once he got hurt, I think people kind of forgot about him. And uh, you got to give John Paxson and, and uh, Gar Foreman a lot of credit. I know they take a lot of a lot of criticism for, you know, their, their tenure here. But uh, to be able to see something in that kid coming from an ACL injury, you trade Jimmy. Of course, you wanted Wiggins or Towns, but they weren't ready to part with that. Minnesota wasn't. You were, you took a gamble on Zach. And I know Bulls Nation was a little hesitant with a guy coming off a ACL injury after what we saw with Derrick Rose. Um, they were able to uh, they were able to get him here, work him. He worked himself into shape, got himself to be a better basketball player as far as his strength and jumping ability. And he just took off here. Just took off. Confidence grew because he knew he was the number one option. And um, everything he's accomplished uh, as a as a professional basketball player, uh, being an All Star, two time All Star, Olympian, uh, you know, has happened in the Chicago Bulls uniform. So it's almost like he's been, you know, he's been grown here and and, and matured here in Chicago. So that's a good thing. Stacey, you got intel, right? He will be signing here, right? He is coming back. Right. Hey, yeah, I, I think it's like the drama effect. Um, you know, you know, it's like one of those things. Like, yeah, I'm gonna let y'all sweat it out a little bit. He, he's coming back. I mean, to be honest with you, Jay Hood, I tell this to people all the time. I mean, where, where else are you gonna go where you're the number one option and you can come past half court and jack up a three uh, or <laughs> a step back three or get 30 shots a game? And you're you haven't made the playoffs in eight years. In your eight years as a player. You finally made the playoffs. You were a big reason why this team made a play, made the playoffs this year. There was so much success that came along, team success, and he was one of the main focal points. So why would you why would you leave that? And you see, there's something special being built here with the front office, um, and they're building something special. Why wouldn't you want to be part of it? I, you know, I, I just I just I just know that. In my opinion, he's definitely going to—he's going he's gonna to be back. Stacy, you know what I've been saying this morning is what I've been saying all week. In that, if Arturus Karnaschova says we are going to stick with our core—that's a returning Zach, Demar Derozan, Vucevic, Williams, and Ball—if that's your core, he says we're going to stick with it and we're going to add pieces around it. Then I then I take him for his word. And but some Bulls fans feel like there wasn't enough movement, and I said. Well, what are you going to move? It's as if some fans are not satisfied with a playoff, uh, what could be a perennial playoff team. How do you read that? 
Well, I mean, the Bulls fans have to be patient and have to trust A.K. Mark, J.J. Polk, the front office. Um, they, they've done nothing but change the culture here in over little over a year. Okay, this, what they've done normally takes five years to do. Uh, they, they took a 22-team win, flipped it into a 45-win team in the playoffs. First time the Bulls have been in the playoffs in six years. Got the city, the fan base. Uh, so excited about this team. I know it didn't end the way it was supposed to and where the fans liked it. But, you know, at the same time, they had always tell people to temper their, their you know, you know their, their distrust. Just temper it a little bit and understand, you know, this is a 22-win team, you know, uh, two years ago. and wasn't close to making the playoffs. And all of a sudden now we're where we want to be. Uh, there's steps and there's levels to this. And AK knows that. The front office knows that. You, you have to start with a foundation. And the foundation, when you're trying to build a playoff team, look at Golden State. I mean, Golden State did not panic when Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green were out. I, mean, I think they won 16 games, you know, after being a team that was a championship-caliber team. They developed kids like Jordan Poole and some of their younger players. They went out and got Andrew Wiggins, and they, they, took, they took a beating. But what they did was they were able to develop some of their younger players to put them in position to go with their main core. And now you saw how that is. And in order to be good in this playoffs and not just be a good regular season team, you, you got to have a strong core. That's give Jerry Krause and people don't really know about Jerry Krause's as well as they should. Jerry Krause always kept his core group guys together. It was seven to eight guys. And he always sprinkled guys like, you know, go out and get Cliff Levinson, a very good veteran from Atlanta, mm-hmm. Bobby, you know, Bobby Hanson, you know, Steve Kerr, uh, Dennis Rodman, you know, he's always, you know, kept his core intact and is able to build around it. And then that's how you build, you know, continuity. That's how you build confidence. And that's how you build a good championship caliber team. They're doing it the right way. Stacey King with Jay Hood on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So the one move that the Bulls did get is Andre Drummond. And, and so the one thing I've wanted, Stacey, is for the Bulls to have some toughness off the bench, a little resistance at the rim, because that is kind of offset what Vooch brings. Vooch is a guy that can shoot from the outside, but also when he needs to take a rest, I want a little resistance at the rim. Is, is Andre Drummond uh, a upgrade from Tristan Thompson? Oh, huge upgrade. Huge upgrade from anybody they had on the, on the roster last year. Uh, this is a guy who's been a perennial top rebounder in the league since he's came in this league. Uh, he blocks shots. Uh, he's tough. He runs the floor, uh, finishes around the hoop. Um, you know, of course, you know, everybody's, you know, all these young kids the Bulls are looking for, I mean, Mo Bamba, Hardenstein, you know, these kids went early. I mean, no one thought Bamba was going to go back to, you know, Orlando, and the Bulls had an opportunity to try to get him. But, you know, most of these kids stayed with their teams, you know. Um, so, at the end of the day, you know, it was slim pickings, you know. So, now you get, a, you get a guy like, you know, Drummond, who's not a 34-year-old guy. I think he's like 28, 29 years old. So, he's still, you know, a young guy. And if you watched him over the last couple of years in Philadelphia, he was the reason why Philadelphia really hated to trade him for hard. But you had to give up something to get something. Because when they had him in Philadelphia, uh he was able to spell Embiid for like almost 24, 25 minutes a night, which made Embiid so fresh, and that's what made him so dominant. When they traded Drummond to Brooklyn, um, Philadelphia didn't have that backup, and then you had to you had to put heavy minutes on Embiid, and you can see it when they got to the playoffs. He was exhausted. So this is a guy you can bring in, say, hey, he can play 25 minutes a night. 
you know, rebound for you, offensive rebound especially. He's one of the best offensive rebounders in the game, but that was one of the areas the Bulls struggled at last year, getting second-chance opportunities um, and being able to convert those second-chance opportunities or give yourself an opportunity to score, you know, from the perimeter. So he'll help you in that area. He's, he's, a, he's a very good defensive player. He's very physical. He's athletic. He runs the floor. And it'll give Vooch rest. Because, you know, Boots last year didn't really have a backup. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Tony Bradley and, you know, the guys who played behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just were young and inexperienced. And they just didn't have, that inexper- they didn't have that experience. And now you get an experienced player who's been a starter in this league, who's been a, pr- a producer in this league, and a guy I think you're going to have who wants to be hungry. You're going to bring a guy in here, he's playing on a team that's got a chance to go deep into the playoffs. He's going to be hungry to show what he can do. And I thought it was a great pickup. I wish Kevin Durant was happy. I mean, not not, uh, not financially. I'm just talking about emotionally. Like, so you felt like you were the fourth or fifth banana with Golden State. So you said, "I want to have my own setup in Brooklyn." Kyrie opts in, and then you opt out, and you now you want to be with Phoenix. And whose team is that? That won't be KD's. That'll be Chris Paul and Devin Booker's. I I, I just wish Stacey he was happy. He's a guy here that you can make the argument the best player in the league or or top two, top three. But just never satisfied, just just restless. It's really sad. Well, well, it, it's, it is sad because I just I just think he needs a hug. You know, <laughs> I, I just think you know, there, you know, there's some players in this league, man, that you know their self esteem. You you would you, it would be hard to believe uh, that their self esteem is is so low and their confidence level is so low, seeing that they're great players. And sometimes players like Kevin Durant have to be told you know, by their coaching staff, by their organization, how great he is. Um, because he spends too much time, in my opinion. I love KD. I think he is top five players in the league. I was glad to see him come back from that, you know, devastating Achilles injury. Um, you know, but he, he's a guy that wants, you know, affirmation. He's a guy that wants people to, you know, embrace him, you know. And he's become the villain because I think he spends too much time worrying about what people say about him. It's like we always say, rabbit ears. Yeah. Like if you if you tweeted something about him right now, Jay Hood, he doesn't even know who you are. Okay, right. and you get in his timeline and say something like, you know, Kevin Durant, you suck. You know, he will tweet right back at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got thirty million followers, but he will find that one guy that says something bad about him and and go on on attack mode, which. You know, you're bigger than that. You know, you're bigger than that. Because most of the time, people who tweet negative stuff are people that live at home in their basement mm-hmm. with their parents and they ask for Pop-Tarts, you know, every, you know, two hours. <laughs> hey, Bob, here's a lot of Pop-Tarts. <laughs> so he just needs – he honestly needs to get over that, man. He's a, he's a great player. And I think what you're looking at him now is regret. You know, I thought he let his ego get in the way of Golden State. Because when you win championships, man, and you're a winner, winning player, who cares who gets all the attention? I mean, seriously, think about he. You know, he was worried about us. It's, it's you know Steph Curry's team. Who cares, dude? You're still considered a great player. You're still going to go down the Hall of Fame. You're still going to be uh, considered one of the greatest players to play all the time. Who cares whose team it is? Because at the end of the day, it's all about winning championships. Put your ego to the side. Your selfishness. Uh, who gets the most commercials and all that other BS and focus on winning championships and increasing your legacy. Cause at the end of the day, no one's going to say there'll be some people going, well, he had to go to golden state to win, but true basketball fans also will marvel at his greatness for what he does on the court. Everybody knows how important he was to golden state. Draymond Green just came out and said they wouldn't have won the championship without him. So 
Um, you know, he just needs to get over that, man. Lose a rabbit ear. Stop listening to negative uh, comments and focus on himself. You know, during the holidays, there's always a need for a good hot sauce with, you know, ribs and oh, yeah. burgers. Yes. Do, you, yeah. do you have a hot sauce in mind that I can go and get one? Yeah, you better go get mine. Give me the com, baby. I'm telling you right now, we got four delicious flavors, baby. A lot. <laughs> Make you want to slap your mama. But don't go slap your mama because your mama's precious. You yes. Okay? Just, that's just a figure of speech, okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, we got the, I got the King's Q, baby. Throw it on some ribs and some chicken, and it, it's got that spice, too. It's like, ooh, wow. <laughs> So, so guess what's that website again? Give me the hot sauce dot com. Go get your bottle. My personal favorite. We got four flavors. We got the St. Pat's Birdie, which is a green uh, cilantro with avocado sauce. We got the original red that has a garlic twist. It's not as it's not as hot. It's like on a level probably about a seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got the King's Cube. And then we came out with the super hot hot sauce. It's the Chicago Fire 1871, baby. Look up history, baby. Look up history. Got a little Chicago flavor there. Uh-huh. All right. Again, <laughs> I, well, thank you very much for the tip. I need to give me some hot sauce. Now I know where to get it. I'll put, I'll you, know, put, you know what, you know what Jay? It's, uh, it's a little shameless plug, but I don't care, baby. You gotta, you gotta, that's how you do it, baby. You got to get out there. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Nipsey Hussle, baby. I'm selling cassette tapes out the back of my truck, baby. Allah. And a shameless question by me, but but I had to get it out. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, Jay, but since you pulled me into it, I had you open the door for me to bust through the door. Hey, I, I had to do it. I had to do it, baby. Hey, man, have a happy fourth, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Hey, let me send a, send a shout out to Bulls Nation. I was on the show yesterday. I just want everybody to know uh, we had a little technical difficulties yesterday uh-huh. when I was talking to my boy Jay Hood. I was in the doctor's office yesterday. The walls were kind of thick, like Alcatraz penitentiary walls. Uh-huh. But hey, you know what? I got out here today, nine fifteen. I got on here, got in my house. I was able to talk to Jay Hood. So shout out because you know Jay Hood. I just had hip surgery, so yeah. that's the reason I was in the doctor's office. Yeah, but you're doing fine so, now, though. I'm doing fine, babe. I'm out here running around, chasing my girlfriend around the house. Babe. She can't get away now. You know, when I had a bad hip, she was she could, I couldn't catch her. But I can catch her now, baby. <laughs> Stacey King with us on the Cap'n J. Hood Morning Show.